Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode 12. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to just really quickly remind you that my new ebook, How to Make More Money in Your Tutoring Business, is now available to download for free. You can simply go to lovemondaysclub.co.uk forward slash ebook or I've put a link for you in the show notes. This ebook is packed full of ideas of how you can bring in different streams of revenue in your business. Now, in the last episode, I talked to you all about raising your prices and why that's such an important thing to do in your business. And today we're talking all about setting up group tuition. Now, all these ideas and so many more are included in this ebook. So I highly recommend during this episode, if you go and download it or have a listen and then head there afterwards and check it out today. Okay, let's get started. So today we're talking all about setting up group tuition or group workshops or something like that inside your business. I think this is something that many tutors see as a bit of a natural step. So, you know, if you're at that point where maybe you're fully booked with one-to-one, you're having to turn people away, you want to try and reach a sort of bigger audience, this is quite an easy stepping stone that you can take and it doesn't really involve too much more work or effort on your part. Though I do understand that for lots of tutors, it can be quite a scary thing going from one-to-one to groups. I think there are so many things that we might sort of worry about or want to consider. So for example, like how we're delivering the lessons, are we still going to be able to give that sort of high level of support that we're used to giving in one-to-one? How will the dynamic work online? What if, you know, people are different levels and things like that? So there are so many different little factors to take into account. But my real honest advice is with all these things in business is just to get going and give it a go. Remember when you start something, the way that you start it isn't set in stone. You don't have to do it like that forever in your business. So when I first started doing groups, I've totally changed and adapted the way that I do them now. I've always stuck with a bit of a sort of short format style. So I've done things in like intensive sort of 12 week blocks or maybe even over six months. But generally that's helped me to produce like a scheme of work that I can then rinse and repeat. But I'll talk a little bit more about that later. First of all, I want to tell you a bit of an honest story about what happened to me. I had for a long time in the sort of early stages of my business hoped to move on to the idea of groups but there were so many logistics that I had to get sorted and to be honest with you I was a little bit scared. Now rewind a few years my audience was a lot smaller I certainly wasn't consistent with my marketing and I was just very used to as I say, having that one-to-one model, relying on word of mouth recommendations, the whole idea of like marketing and automations hadn't really become such a big factor or a big key element in my business. One December, I decided, okay, I'm going to do my group courses starting from January. So I sat down, planned out all these ideas, was really excited about it. And I started marketing this course in the Christmas holidays. Now, instantly, red flag. (laughs) This is probably not the best time because of course, for a start, there are lots of people out there who are spending lots of money around Christmas. Everyone's sort of distracted by the holidays and things that are going on. So bearing in mind that I had a very small audience anyway, this arguably wasn't the best time for me to do it. So I put it out there. I was absolutely terrified to click post. I sent one or two emails 
And then I sat back and I waited for all the bookings to roll in. Now, of course, they didn't roll in because the truth is that my audience didn't know me very well. I'd only talked about it once or twice. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure I'd launched it around about the 27th of December, which of course is a generally very quiet time for people anyway. So what happened was I didn't get the bookings. I got scared. And then I ended up, rather than pushing for it, rather than reaching out to people, I just took it all off my website. I decided that, right, this is a failure. It's not going to work. Clearly, this is too difficult. Clearly, people don't want this. And yeah, I never started those group courses in that January. And I was so disappointed about it because I'd so been looking forward to it. Fast forward a couple of months, I then decided, right, April was my new term. And actually, by this point, I'd built my audience. I had become more consistent with my marketing. I'd reached out to people. I'd tested the waters. I'd made sure there was a demand for what I was offering. And then that April, all of my courses were fully booked within two or three weeks. And then since then, I've never really looked back. But I think this is one of these stories. And it's important to remember that everybody in their businesses has failures, you know. And I think when we look online, we see so many people's other businesses and we think, you know, they're so successful, they're fully booked, you know, how's everything working so well for them? But the reality is that everybody has got stories like the one I just shared with you. We all have little blips and failures as we go. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you have to have a failure like that to then go on to achieve group classes. If anything, it's the total opposite. If anything, I'm sharing this story with you because as always with these things, you can learn from my mistakes. And as I was saying, you know, my biggest mistakes were that I didn't have that audience. I didn't do my marketing properly. And I think, you know, it's also one of these funny mindsets that we have when we first start our business that, you know, you feel like when you click post, you're going to have hundreds and thousands of people looking at it and you're going to have this huge influx of requests or inquiries and things like that. But the reality is, and it's really sad and disappointing, but the reality is nine times out of 10, that doesn't actually happen. Because again, we haven't marketed it. People don't really know who we are. You know, they're not necessarily looking out for us putting these things out there. This is why a lot of the time when I talk about these different streams of revenue you can bring into your business, we really need to consider at the same time our marketing and audience size as well, because it's all well and good having these big grand sort of plans and different sort of ways of working with people, but we need to have that audience there to buy it in the first place. Let's talk a bit more about group classes and how you can get them set up and how you can avoid some of those little mistakes that I made. So first of all, I think it's interesting just to talk about like why you should consider group classes. Because again, I know some people have a little bit of aversion to doing it. So I think for me, the important things is that it's scalable. So it means that you can obviously work with a lot more students. You don't have to turn people away. And ultimately you can help more people, which I think is, you know, a lot of us, we go into this profession because that's what we want to do. We want to help students. Also as well, it's going to be a lot more profitable for you. For me, it's a bit of a win-win situation because for the clients or the students, I get to charge a lower fee because it's group and it's not one-to-one but on the flip side I can fill out a lot more students in the class and therefore my profits are going to be significantly higher. Also as well it gives you the ability to create a service in your business that's structured and you can essentially rinse and repeat it. Like I said sort of earlier in the episode there are two sort of ways you can do it. You could potentially just have an open rolling group class that you just run throughout the year and of course as we're doing this we know as teachers we can create like a scheme of work that goes with that and then the following year come September we can then just rinse and repeat it or you can do the model which I kind of prefer which is I do sort of 12 week intensive courses and I have a whole automation set up behind that which rolls out the home
homeworks automatically for me. I have recordings that get rolled out automatically along with it. So the initial setup of it did take me a lot of time and a lot of hard work. But now that it's there in place, it's literally something I can, as I say, just repeat. I just rock up, do the lessons, give all my feedback, work with the students. But then I know in the background, all my admin and everything is being done for me. So it's a really great, easy way of working. Also as well, I think it opens up to a wider range of students. So I think sometimes we have students who are maybe a little bit shy and they just like to listen and sort of sit in the background and take part. Now for them, I think group classes can be really sort of effective because it's not as sort of intense as one-to-one. And on the flip side, you also maybe have students who are very sort of high energy, very competitive, and they really like to get involved. So again, this is the whole thing as, as we talked about. It's the dynamics in your class will change, of course, depending on the type of students you have and you can be flexible with that and work around it but ultimately a group setting can appeal to sort of lots of different personality and learning types okay so when should you start introducing group classes into your business so honestly whenever you like there is no reason that if you're a new tutor listening to this and you're just starting off there's no reason why you can't start now I think a lot of people wait until they get to that sort of one-to-one point and they're fully booked and they're maxed out but the problem I think with doing that is then you've maxed out your timetable so then you're going to find it challenging to find the space for you to actually fit in new sort of group sessions so what I always recommend to people is if you're planning on setting up groups but you're also still taking on one-to-ones create a timetable set time aside and dedicate okay Tuesday is five o'clock maybe Friday is six o'clock these are going to be my group sessions and it's about boundaries you know don't let yourself book in one-to-one sessions there and remember as well you don't necessarily have to go for a full-blown launch you don't have to have five or ten students to have a group even if you just have one student in that time slot who knows that it's going to be a group lesson then you already have a group that started and then you can just keep adding to it week after week until you hit that sort of sweet spot or maximum amount of students that you need to have. I think it's important to think about your sort of flexibility in your timetable. For me personally, I don't tend to do much work on weekends anymore. You know, when I first started, I was definitely one of those tutors who was sometimes working like Saturdays and Sundays, all the unsociable hours. Now for me, it's a really strict boundary in my business that I don't do lessons on the weekends. Or if I do, I might do the odd little one-to-one on a Saturday. But the reason I do that on a Saturday is because it gives me the flexibility. So generally with one-to-ones we have quite a good relationship and you know we know the families quite well. So for me it's really important that I work with people who will be happy for me to kind of shuffle things around if we need to and of course I'm happy to do the same for them in return. Whereas of course with group classes you don't have that flexibility. It's going to be much harder for you to reschedule a lesson where you potentially got four, five, six, maybe even ten students in the class. Of course there's no limit on these. So I think it's really important that when you think about your timetable that you pick sort of times in your diary that really work for you and you know that you're going to be there available for those every week. So how to get started with group classes? How do you sort of, you know, know what to do? So first of all, look at your sort of subject that you're offering. And I always suggest picking out your most popular or sort of in-demand topic or subject. So for me, as an 11 plus English teacher, comprehension is something across the board that all students need support with, no matter what their exam board is really. So that for me was the obvious sort of first step to go with. So again, like we say, we want it to be something that's really in high demand because then it's going to be much easier for you to fill in those spaces. Then, as I say, introduce these classes gradually 
individually as well. So don't necessarily advertise an entire timetable of group class availability because for your audience, one, that can be quite overwhelming and there's sometimes too much choice. And it's that sort of paradox of choice, you know, when people are sort of faced with too many options, it leaves them almost indecisive and then they don't choose something. So I always recommend to people gradually maybe introduce one or two classes, fill them up, then introduce another group class and keep adding from there. And I think for your mindset as well and your energy levels, that's going to be really helpful for you because if you go into this thinking, okay, all of a sudden I'm going from just one-to-one to now suddenly doing six group classes and I need to find 30 students and we're starting in two weeks. That is a lot of marketing, especially if you're just starting and your audience is relatively small. So I'm a big fan of like organically growing your business as your audience grows, so do your services, so will your courses be filling up. Okay, so another thing as well is resources that can really help you with group classes is first of all, email marketing. So I love email marketing. I talk about it a lot. I think it is a bit of a sort of secret weapon really in our way of sort of reaching out to people, mainly because of course, email marketing gets us directly into our potential customers' inboxes compared to social media where we're relying on algorithms to kind of show things up in people's news feeds. And you know, in, a, in social media, we're looking at 5% of people's our posts luckily for us in the education world we have quite high open rates for email marketing so you're looking at more honestly you should be aiming for probably like 35 40 percent open rate so that's much higher sort of viewings of your content email marketing is going to be really important for you to kind of sell your services get in front of people but equally as well email marketing also allows you to set up automations as well so depending on the software that you're using so an automation is a way for you to for example there's so many different parts that it can help you with so let's say somebody signs up through your website or whatever booking form that you might be using you can have an automation which welcomes them so it could send them first of all a welcome email just to confirm their place you could have a delay then it sends them another email asking them to fill in a form just to confirm that you know all the details that you have on file are correct for their child and things like that you could have another automation which then sends out the lesson times and zoom details and things like that for them of course as well you can also then have automations to remind people so you know especially if you're marketing your group classes for a while you can have these reminders going out saying you know don't forget we start this week don't forget we start today join me at this time and then for me the best thing about automations is the homework side of things so as I mentioned earlier I have big automations set up in my business which automatically fires out the homework to people reminds them you know this is what you need to do for this week this is the due date you know, here is the homework attached. You can download it and print it and things like that. So as I say, automations take out a lot of that sort of admin and legwork from your business. So it's a really important and useful tool for you to have. Because again, if you've got lots of groups going, you're potentially sending out 10, 20, 30, 40 emails to individual students. And, and you know, if you're doing that individually, that is going to take you a very long time to do. So harnessing the power of technology is going to be really helpful for you here. Okay, guys. So hopefully that has inspired you, giving you some ideas of what you can do with group classes. Um, As I say, it's a big part of my business. It's the bread and butter really of my income in my tuition business. And I love it. You know, it's given me the opportunity to work with so many great families. And it's also given me the opportunity to build and scale and then start introducing other services well into my business. So that is something I'm going to be talking about with you a lot more over the next few episodes. But just a reminder, in between now and next week's episode, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, my 
day ebook is available to download. So it's all about how to make more money in your tutoring business. There is a section in there to do with group classes that we've talked about today with little checklists and tips and things for you. So I highly recommend you download it. It's totally free. You know, grab a cup of tea or coffee, sit down, have a read of it this afternoon, and hopefully it'll give you a bit more inspiration for what you can be doing. Otherwise, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. For more information and support from today's episode, head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.